Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 194. I'm Sean, and joined with me from afar, we have Off-Road, Gobble Gobble Andy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the holidays, so that's a good way to start this off. Yeah, it's basically turkey time. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday evening. You might be uh, listening to this as you're driving to, uh, I'm not going to say it, but your family's house, God forbid, um, for some turkey. Just cancel your family this year. It's fine. Yeah. Did you cancel yours, Andy? Uh, I'm just doing immediate family, so it's only going to be four people. Okay. And I mean, we'll get into this more so on the uh, entertainment pod. Uh, That's also our news pod. This is our sports, so uh, I guess we might as well just jump right on in. Uh, What do you say, Andy? Should we kick things off with uh, some baseball? Are you getting drafted? Uh, No, I I don't think so. I think I'm past the point of that happening, but... um... Do you remember the name Randy Arena? I can't say I do. Oh, well, it wasn't that long ago that he was uh, lighting up the baseball world for the Tampa Bay Rays. He was a, a big story that he was a, a rookie, had a solid season, uh, but just took over the playoffs. I think he uh, ended up setting the record for most home runs in a postseason. Uh, the Dodgers were absolutely terrified of uh, pitching to him. Um, even though they did end up winning the World Series, he was still pretty great. Uh, and then there was even stories about, you know, uh, Disney was going to pick up his the rights to his life to make a movie because, you know, he uh, was from Cuba and then had to make his way to Mexico and just fight like so hard to just to get uh, into baseball, into professional baseball. And, um, yeah, it was an inspiring story. And um if you were inspired, maybe uh, you're going to start to feel guilty now because uh, the story today came out. Uh, he's been arrested in Mexico. Uh, he allegedly was trying to uh, kidnap his son, basically. Um, that, that sounds worse than probably what it is, but he uh, found he found his ex-wife, found his kid. and uh, or I don't know if it was, I said son. I don't know if it was son or daughter, but uh, uh, just tried to take them, take them back with him, which... I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's going to make a ton of money as a professional baseball player. But Take yeah, him back to here? I would assume. Um, I, I assume he's not going back to Cuba. That's once you leave Cuba, you don't go back. Yeah. So I would imagine his permanent residence is now going to be in Florida, at least. But yeah, he's right now it says he's uh, he's you know being held by the police there in Mexico that he also Mexican assaulted. police arrested him. Yeah, and he was in Mexico going to get his child. Um, because he, he he had been in Mexico for a long time, like that's how he that's where he first went after leaving Cuba. But um, can't yeah, you just give him like a hundred bucks and they'll look the other way? Uh, it's not it's not that bad in Mexico, uh, but there there is video of the incident, and that's a hundred um, American, Andy. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It's a, it's a sad situation because because they're saying like what he what he's basically saying is like they're not giving my kid a good life. Like I'm, I'm the one supporting, I'm, I come here and there's something, the kid didn't even have any shoes. And basically he was saying, I want to take the kid back with me. And it's like, yeah, that seems, seems like the right thing to do, but you can't just do that. You can't just go to another country and take a kid. Well, I would say you can't go to like Europe, but I feel like you could do it in Mexico. All right. Well, no, the police came and stopped them. So uh, I, I don't know how it's going to, happen with that that it's it's at the very least a domestic uh, violence case because he did assault the ex-father-in-law and also you're involving kidnapping um even if this all works out for the best he's probably still gonna get suspended kind of puts a damper on uh a fun story so it's pretty rough i feel like he should have just sent one of his guys go pick up my son and then yeah don't make a movie about it yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's. I remember rock. twenty. You remember twenty years ago, like Ilian Gonzalez. Remember that whole thing? That was like no. national news every single day. And you don't remember that? He was trying to pick up his kid. Also, no. He he came to Cuba, but then like one of the parents was still in Cuba and wanted him back. And then they're like, "Well, that parent should have rights to get him back." And then like Bill Clinton wasn't going to allow it. And then, yeah, it was. It was a big fucking story. Nah, it was twenty twenty years ago at least. It was Bill Clinton. There's a lot of big stories, and I can't yeah. remember all of them. Oh, that's yeah. He's probably that kid's probably like 42 now. Yeah, 
might be the president of Cuba. I think he. I think in the end, he actually just had to go back to Cuba. Woof. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, that sucks. Well, maybe like Gloria Allred will go take that case. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, international law. We'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's probably serious, and that's not uh, good from a baseball standpoint. Do they have no. the same laws in Mexico? They don't have identical laws, but they have but laws. Si- I, yeah, I know they obviously have laws, <laughs> but are they similar? I mean, yes, I'm, I assume so. And his wife, ex-wife, is a resident of Mexico. Yes, that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay, I don't know. It's hard he, to wrap he your head her other other pieces of the world do <laughs> things completely different. Except they're not that far from us. There doesn't matter. It's still a different country. Yeah. Might as well be a different world. And they have drug dealers down there that run rampant. Oh, yeah, we don't have drug dealers in America. Not that run rampant. They run okay. in the shadows like the vampires. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have you keep an eye on that story as uh, if anything progresses. Uh, but in the meantime, let's move on to some college sports. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been covering a bit of college sports uh, as the weeks have gone on. I- I've said I'm not too into it, but... I'm, I'm checking it out. I've, I've watched more of it than um, I did three weeks ago, uh, but I did not get to watch Clemson this week as their game was postponed. Uh, and you could probably guess why. One of their one of their players had symptoms and was testing negative, but then tested positive. But he had already traveled for the game, so the Florida State said, "Like no, because now we think your whole team is exposed, so we're just not going to play the game." And it became this big uh, controversy and fight between. Uh, the the coaches that basically the, the Clemson coach cu- accused Florida State of being cowards that they didn't want to play the game. Whoa! And Florida State's like, no, we know we're going to lose, so we just wanted the practice, but we don't want to put people in danger. And then uh, the the coach said something like, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm a college football coach, but it seems like some college football coach coaches think they're doctors. Uh, it's it's become a little bit of a fight. Um, I thought COVID wasn't even in Florida. It's everywhere. It's definitely in Florida. Oh, because um, they're completely reopened. Normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also Tallahassee, so it's a different type of Florida. That's where uh, the new the boss Tal- was from the office. That's about all I know. Yeah, Tallahassee know is basically was. Tallahassee is basically Alabama. Yeah, yeah. She had those big dogs and an accent. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not Miami. It's far from it. Interesting. Well, yeah, that it's going to happen. It's getting everybody. Yeah, and I, I think I think we're still going to finish out all these sports. There's no stopping now. Uh, there's no yeah, change in the top eight. Yeah, the top eight teams, no change. Uh, the big upset this week was Northwestern beat Wisconsin, and so Northwestern is not really known for uh, athletics, more academics. But that that was a big win for them, and I think they're uh, close to top ten ranked right now. Uh, a crazy thing right now. So Oregon is ninth. They're three and zero. They have a really good chance of going six and zero, and and then that's it. That's, uh, that's what the Pac twelve schedule is going to be this year. It's six games. Although I think there'll be a title game, um, but they can go undefeated and still have no shot of reaching the college football playoffs. And it's just it's really going to be kind of a farce that farce this year. So I don't know. Hmm. I mean, enjoy it. if 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 you love your college football team. I understand why I'd want to watch, but for more like casual fans, you just kind of want to see uh, the best teams and the best competition like this season's like kind of a mess. Yeah, I don't really watch a whole lot of college football and barely any college basketball for that matter. Mostly uh, March Madness myself. Are we going to have yeah. a March Madness, Andy? Uh, yeah, college basketball is about to start as well. Um, let's see tomorrow. <laughs> Look at that. As you're hearing <laughs> yeah. it, you're going to be watching it. Um, so we've got uh, number eight, Illinois, taking on North Carolina A&T. That's uh, agriculture and technology, I believe. So uh, they got both of those things in North Carolina. They dominated over there. Yeah. Virginia at Towson. Oh, that's a that looks like a neutral site game at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncutsville, Connecticut. Is that uh, like Kazakhstan area? I have no Uncasville. idea. Uncasville, Connecticut. I think it's made up. Um, is that the land of the oh, Uncalunkas? 
That's only an area in the town of Montville. Oh, of course. Everyone knows that. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how much about this. Let's see. We also got Ohio State's playing. Ooh, the University of Houston's playing. Yeah, there's a, oh, a whole bunch of games. I mean, that's usually around Thanksgiving weekend is uh, a lot of the big tournaments like the Maui stuff, but uh, it doesn't seem like that's happening. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But yeah, get get ready. Get ready. Well, get Duke, Duke is uh, on Saturday. Duke, Coppin State. What a, what a matchup. Coppin State? Coppin State. Now, where is Coppin State from? Let's look this up. Tallahassee. Uh, Baltimore. A B-more. That's pretty cool. Okay. All right, well, any more college talk? Uh, no, I'm, I'm ready to move past the amateurs here. All right, let's go to the pro uh, NFLers. Yeah, let's get into the week 11 action, which uh, where we saw the Seahawks beat the Cardinals on Thursday night. Uh, big division matchup. Uh, they're now, you know, a game ahead of them in that division race, although they're not all alone in first place. They're seven and three, but uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, the Browns won again. They're seven and three, and that just seems not real life. I mean, that's everyone always wants to make those jokes about, oh, 2020, what a weird year. I think the Browns being um, winning 70 percent of their games is, is definitely like one of the ultimate stories. Um, the Saints, uh, Drew Brees got hurt. Big story. Who are they going to put in as the backup quarterback? They had this, uh, you know, running the running Mormon Taysom Hill and then Jameis Winston, the former Heisman Trophy winner. They had options back there and they went with Taysom Hill uh, to a lot of people's questions and uh, it worked out for him. They, they won pretty easily. He had a solid game. Um, I think everyone wanted to just see Jameis Winston play again because he's just kind of a hilarious idea. Number one overall pick Heisman Trophy winner, uh, but just could never get out of his own way in Tampa. Last year, throwing 30 interceptions in one season was just it's hilarious. Yeah. Pretty rough. Uh, what's not? Yeah. What's not hilarious? Uh, the number one overall pick this year, former Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow, uh, tours ACL and MCL on a low hit against Washington. Uh, he's definitely out for this season. It's going to be uh, a difficult, you know, challenge just to get back healthy next year. It sucks to see the guy was doing pretty good considering the circumstances that he was playing for just a awful, awful team. Um, that's, I mean, the Bengals fans don't deserve that. Not a lot as great has happened for the Bengals in my lifetime. So I feel bad for their fans there. Uh, we also saw the Steelers move to 10 and 0. No surprise. They faced the backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars who were one in eight heading into the game. So, uh, no surprise that they won easily. Um, a bit of surprise that the Ravens lost again, this time to Tennessee, who had a big comeback. And the real story of that game was uh, more co- uh, coaches fighting, which is it's it's a great story at all times. I, I enjoy watching it. Uh, this time you saw Mike Frabel and John Harbaugh go at it and they ref- refused to shake hands uh, all over a player standing on a logo he didn't know was a logo. And then the coach and getting the, the Ravens coach Harbaugh was upset, you know, get that player off the logo. That's disrespectful. And then it's like, who cares? It's fucking paint on grass. Who gives a shit? And that's some old school uh, way of thinking. Yeah, I think uh, the reality is Mike Vrabel is just kind of an asshole and he gets under everyone's skin. So then they have to like match the asshole energy to his. And then that like that never works. If you if you try to do that, like he's just better at it, you know? Yeah. And his team feeds off that. They like that reminds me when I was a kid playing basketball. I'm talking, you know, eight years old, walking into practice, and I was wearing a hat. And one of the assistant coaches, mind you, my dad's an assistant coach, and he's there too. But one of the other assistant coaches walks up to me and is like, "Take that hat off. There's no hats in basketball." Yeah, <laughs> you're disrespecting those who have come before you. Yeah, Larry Bird would have walked out of that gym. He would have. <laughs> And then chugged like three beers. Yeah, on the way out. Yeah. Well, uh, the Pats lost again. So they're now four and six. And it's really looking looking like they're not going to be able to make the playoffs this year. Uh, for the first time in, I think, 20 years. So 
we just saw this past year the Spurs lose their streak of making the playoffs, I think, over 20 years, like 20-something years. Uh, and now it looks like it's going to happen with the Pats as well. So uh, end of an era, end of our like childhood, I guess. Like these two, those two franchises have been had been dominant for so long. And um, and as you know, just just making the playoffs is exciting to some fan bases. That these two franchises just didn't miss the playoffs for twenty years. But uh, I'm glad to see it now. Yeah. I'll uh, so the Dolphins uh, benched uh, Tua. We've talked about Tua a lot lately. He was 3-0 and uh, as a starter with the Dolphins so far this season. And if he went 4-0, and he'd be the first guy to do that since Ben Roethlisberger to win their first four starts as a rookie. And there's a lot, uh, a lot of similarities there where Roethlisberger was starting for a, a really good Steelers team around him. He wasn't doing all that well, but the team around him was very good, which is actually a lot like the 2020 Steelers. So 16 years later, um, there's a little symmetry there with, Ben's career, but uh, yeah, Tua was uh, you know, doing the same thing, just doing enough to win the games, but he wasn't doing enough this week, and they they ended up benching him in the second half. Uh, but it didn't turn the game around; they still lost, so they're still in the playoff race. But it's kind of that's not a great sign when you're you you go to the new young quarterback and then you bench him three games later. I don't like that, but they they said they're committed to him as a starter, and he'll start next week. Well, time to show up. Yeah, I mean that they're gonna to make it into the playoffs. They're gonna need him to play well. So uh, let's talk about two teams not gonna make the playoffs. The the Chargers finally won a game. They're now three and seven. Hot uh, dog! Yeah, they were able to beat the zero and nine Jets. So big, big win. Uh, they almost blew a thirty one to fourteen lead. Um, ended up being thirty four to twenty six. Uh, just a bunch of just terrible, terrible things that they did. Terrible pass interferences. Uh, not challenging plays that should be overturned. Uh, they're they're they are so bad because they are should be better than this. Uh, there's not even any. There was no, nothing fun about that win. So I don't know. Justin Herbert's going to win Rookie of the Week again, and he's definitely going to win Rookie of the Year now that Joe Burrow got hurt. So that's that's one positive of this season. Um, but if you're a Chargers fan, you can watch uh, your former QB uh, lead a good team. The Colts had a big win in overtime against Green Bay. They're now seven and three. So, thirty-eight-year-old uh, Philip Rivers is leading that team, which is is nice. He has a, uh, I think, a real shot of competing in the playoffs. I think they're going to get there at least. Uh, hopefully, win some games. That'll be nice to see. He's been doing it for so long. I want to see him finally win something in the playoffs. About time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, speaking of winning teams, the Dallas Cowboys can call themselves that again this week. Uh, they won a, uh, I think it was a big win for them. They beat the Vikings who are not good, but aren't bad either. And now the Cowboys have put themselves in a position. If they win this Thursday, that's Thanksgiving day. Uh, they will be in first place Whoa! And they're facing Washington. So they should win. Um, they would be four and seven in first place. What a record. People are going to go crazy. Yeah. I'm sure all the Cowboys fans will, will love to make the playoffs as a six and 10 team, but. Uh, we also saw a big AFC West matchup last week. The Chiefs were able to beat the Raiders uh, ever so slightly. Great game from the Raiders. We talked about them last week. They look like a playoff team. Uh, doesn't help to lose the close game to the Chiefs, but from here on out, they've got an easy schedule. And the way they, if they play like they did last Sunday, then uh, they should win these games and find themselves back in the playoffs. It'll be the first time Las Vegas has seen the NFL team in the playoffs, I believe, because I don't think they had uh, a football team before. That'd be something. Yeah. And maybe by the time the playoffs are around, Vegas is just completely open. Because <clears throat> that's, I mean, the playoffs aren't till mid-January, so we got some time. Who knows yeah. what things are going to be like, you know, six, seven weeks from now. I mean, I'm hearing, you know, people in need of it can be uh, seeing that vaccine in like mid-December. Maybe, yeah, the, the hotel people in Vegas can get the hookups and you just get the vaccine right at the buffet. Yeah. You just step in there. There's no, a guy with a chef's hat. Injected right into the, <laughs> you know, buffalo wings. It, it's just like the roast beef station where it's like, oh, just one. You just get one and it gets you right in the chest with the vaccine. And then because uh, they have to be refrigerated. So I think they have all the infrastructure there in Vegas. They have to have. 
I think it's a um, lot more than refrigerated. I think it's like negative like 150 degrees. Well, Vegas has the technology because if they didn't have the technology, people would melt. It's so hot. So that they, is true. They need quick cool down technology, and I think they have it. Um, they they got some in on that uh, Victor Freeze technology. Yeah. It's really, really key. It was invented in the late 90s, I believe. Iceman. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, we had a big win here in Southern California. Los Angeles Rams beat Tom Brady. In a, in a close game, but not a great game from Tom Brady. And he was a sore loser. He uh, refused to shake hands. Um, and he didn't even say anything about it. Like, that's it's an easy out just to be like, look, man, COVID. I'm not shaking anyone's hands. But uh, no, he's, he was just being a sore loser. Yeah. It's not good. Not a good look. All right. So we did mention this week is Thanksgiving. Um, I'm ready for the holiday. I'm, I'm drinking a chai milk stout. Oh, from wow. Left Hand Brewing, uh, it's the the nitro in a can, Love which that. works out really well. It's it's it, this is very tasty. We get those fall spices in there. Um, but what do you think about when you think about Thanksgiving? You have to think about the Detroit Lions, right? And My boss is going to go nuts. He's a, he's a big Lions guy. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, wonderful slate of games we always get. Uh, so this week um, or this Thursday, we're getting. Detroit and Houston. So that is a three and seven team versus a four and six team. So huge uh, playoff implications here. Uh, no, not at all. But at least we get to see Deshaun Watson, who, despite his team, the Texans being so bad this year, uh, he's actually been really great. He's a great player. And this will be a, a good, hopefully, he'll put on a show for us uh, early in the morning when you're uh, boiling those potatoes or whatever you're doing. Um, then the afternoon, I, I already talked about that Cowboys game. That's a. Uh, that's a battle for first place. Both teams are three and seven, and whoever wins that game will have first place at least momentarily. Uh, that seems insane, but it's true. And then at night, um, we might have another game, or might not, because this is how things are now. Uh, Steelers Ravens is is slotted in that spot right now, but the Ravens um, had five people test positive and four staff members, so five players, four staff members. Um, in a short week like this. So those five players are, I believe, automatically done. They're out. Um, but that just means there's potential for more players testing positive, you know, as closer we get to the game. Uh, I can't imagine if they have any more positive tests that they'll play this game still. So we might lose out on a, a pretty big matchup. 10-0 uh, Steelers uh, against their bitter rivals um, could or could not happen. And yeah. Be bad news. Yeah, there's some people who uh, wouldn't be very thankful if that was to happen. Oh, no. Yeah. All right, I, I just got breaking news about college football here. Another cancellation. This is where it gets sad. Uh, kind of insane. Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin it was set to be played this weekend. Um, it won't be played and it won't be rescheduled. There's not enough time. Um Minnesota and Wisconsin have played each other for 113 consecutive years. Wow. Why can't they just that, muscle it up? I don't know. Just play like the band against each other or something? Yeah, like some sort of technicality to keep the streak going. I admit yeah. I cheat on some of my uh, uh, fitness goals on my watch. If I'm you know right there but just not going to make it, I'll squeak by with a couple of leg lifts and activating my workout. Yeah, and that's... Uh, they always have these weird trophies in these games um, in the Big Ten. The um, Bowl, I mean, come on. No, the, the winner of this receives Paul Bunyan's axe. That's pretty important. His actual axe? Yeah, the real Paul Bunyan that definitely existed. Um, that's amazing. Before that, so that, that started in 1948. Before the team that, last year just gets to keep it again? Yeah, it's one of those teams. Things. Yeah. Um, before that, the trophy, they had a trophy called the slab of bacon. So, I mean, back then bacon was like gold. That's a good one to win. Yeah. Well, I don't think you got to eat it. I think it was just bronzed or something. Well, maybe the local, you know, Denny's will give you some free bacon when you have that. Oh, actually I got the history on it. It was uh, created by RB Fouch of Minneapolis. It is a piece of made Arby's. (laughs) It's, uh, just the letters RB. So Reginald. Bartholomew Fouch. That's gonna, I'm, I'm going to say that's brother of Elton John. Yeah. Uh, it is a piece of black walnut wood with a football at the center. 
but uh, again, that uh, trophy disappeared in 1943. Um, Along with D.B. Cooper. I, I was going to say, could have been Hitler could have been involved. Who knows? But that disappeared. So now we got Paul Bunyan's axe. Um, but this year, I guess uh, whoever won last year is going to keep it. Yeah, look at them. Yeah, and Minnesota was good last year. Maybe they won. I should look it up. Uh, no, they didn't, but <laughs> still. So Wisconsin gets to keep that axe another year. Hot dog. What a what a deal. Yeah. It was all worth it. For them. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> what was I even talking about? Yeah, the Steelers. Yeah. So that game might happen or might not happen. I don't know. But I think I'm ready to move on to uh, tonight's lead story. Oh, me too. Talking NBA, uh, aren't we? Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a it's a big story. Uh, we got a lot to talk about because uh, the draft happened, and then all of free agency also happened. So like everything in the NBA offseason happened in a four day period, and uh, we're we're ready to talk about it. I think it's been a whirlwind to say the least. Yeah. yeah so did, did you watch any of the draft telecast? Not a lick of it. I mean, yeah. Nah. I know you're having some uh, issues with your TV people and everything, so. Yeah, I'm raising the prices up. Yeah. Uh, our, our service, though, hasn't been interrupted uh, in a little while. I think the last uh, issue kind of fixed it. Well, do you remember when they had the NFL draft earlier this year and some of the uh, complaints about it? I didn't watch that either, but. Well, do you remember any of the stories about it? Uh, maybe if you refresh my memory. Well, they uh, it featured a ton of. Uh, personal interest stories, a lot of uh, tragedies involving the players drafted. And it was like overwhelming. Like it seemed like every other player um, lost a parent in like a crazy accident. And this was not like this was like the first month of COVID. So it wasn't even like, oh, these people are dead from the virus. It was like other things. Hmm. It was just it was just like a, you know, a terrible soap opera or something. Oprah um, must have loved it. She was hosting the draft. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It really, really, really seemed like that. Um, I think part of it was because the draft was aired on ABC, and so they needed those kind of stories to get people in. Um, well, they decided to like bring that back for the NBA draft. Uh, the number one pick, Anthony Edwards, who um, is not Goose from Top Gun. It's a different guy, but it's the same name. Uh, shooting out, shooting guard out of Georgia, going to the Timberwolves. Uh, right off the bat. He lost his mom and grandma like a week apart when he was 13. And it's like, geez, fuck. I just want to watch. Like, it's sad. And I don't mind learning about players, but I just want to watch highlights because like. Yeah, I'm definitely. With, <laughs> I mean, I don't watch it normally. I'm definitely not watching it. And didn't your goldfish die yesterday, too? Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't so care. They, like, yeah, everyone has, you know, shit that they go through. And you just got drafted for four million dollars for your first year. Yeah. I'm not so, uh, underplaying it, but I definitely don't need to know about it. So because this was uh, the whole thing was done at ESPN studios and none of the players were there to like hug, hug the commissioner like usually, which uh, for obvious reasons, uh, but every player basically had a, a live feed and then I they would interview the player that and like highlights and such. Yeah. So um, they're able to, you know, always ha- do an interview with every player. Um, and it was always like personal rather than basketball wise. But um, yeah, just some weird stuff uh, because all the players got to set up their own thing. Uh, there were things where like, here's my couch and then here's my table where I've got my Coke with the label out. And it's just like, oh, this is embarrassing. There were so many. And just to be clear, <laughs> you mean Coca-Cola. Yes. Okay. This is the NBA so many deals after all people. Yeah, so many deals like that. Uh, the ball had the ball family. Uh, Lamelo Ball went, all went third. Apparel everywhere, huh? They had all kinds of promotions going on, um, and there's just weird stuff. So like James Wiseman went number two to Golden State. Uh, I like that pick. I think he was good. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of him in college because uh, you know he got kicked out. <laughs> the NCAA banned him, and um, they didn't even ask that question <laughs> to him in the interview. They're just like, "Well, we haven't seen you play uh, in a long time." And it's like, "Yeah, I wonder why," because. The NCAA said you were uh, not eligible. Um, very strange that they wanted to ignore that stuff. Um, hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it's exciting to see all, all these players drafted, but less I mean, than the, a the month thing away is, now. Yeah. 25 of these guys you'll like never hear of again. Like they're just gone. 
Which is also it's like, well, then I definitely don't need to watch it. <laughs> what I do need to watch is when they play the actual game that they're being picked to play. Yeah. Um. But that's that's what's disappointing about the draft not showing off like what these people can do and like the real analysis. That's what I want to know. Is like, how does this guy fit in with this team? And just kind of like missed out on a lot of that stuff because they're going on like, so your cousin is on drugs right now. Is Tell there anything you want to say to them? Yeah. Uh, it's it was strange. Yeah, I don't need any of that. And I don't think most people who wanted to watch it needed any of that. That must have been, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, season 128 of The Bachelor-esque. And they yeah, had well, to fill that one. spot instead. And so the wife was already tuned in. And you have to captivate them as well now. Yeah. No, that's definitely what it is, is that they already know they got like the sports fan. They want to bring in a different audience. Like, wait, he's about to get drafted, but yeah. just last month, his three-legged dog passed away. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, they also had a Andy, very weird... come on, too soon. You can't say rough. Oh. <laughs> they had a uh, interesting setup for the telecast as well, where they uh, all the uh, analysts were in, like, um, high school desks by themselves, but, like, spaced apart. Billy Madison. Yes. <laughs> Quite humorous. Uh, there's also a great line from Jay Williams, who said uh, when one of the players was drafted to a Western Conference team, he said he'll be playing in one of the top conferences in the NBA. I was like, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think the West is one of the top, at least top two conferences in the entire NBA. So yeah, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of these people uh, were uh, not all that thrilled pro, to be there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. um, but. I don't. I don't know how good this draft is going to be. They say it's not going to be that good, but we won't know because these players haven't played yet, and uh, it's kind of crazy. There's no summer league this year. They're just going to be, you know, ship off right to training camp right now. So yeah, uh, good luck. Sink or swim. Yeah, but the the big stuff is really the free agency. So uh, I, like I want to start off. Thing. Yeah, I want to start off with the Los Angeles teams and what they've done so far. Ugh. I think that's what the whole world cares about, and we're just happen to be like caught in the middle of it. How do you feel, Andy? Um, well, first, let's let's give them the ins and outs here. So the Lakers, uh, we already knew they got Schroeder. We talked about that last week. Uh, but they also brought in Wesley Matthews, uh, Montrez Harrell, one of your favorites, and uh, Marcus Gasol. Uh, but come, going out, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, and JaVale McGee. So uh, all those guys who helped them win a title, uh, they're all, they're all <laughs> on their way out. Uh, the Lakers did also uh, re-sign KCP. That seemed to be the one guy they wanted to bring back. So, um, but yeah, a lot of the guys who were eligible to leave are gone, and uh, the Lakers did a great job of basically replacing every single one of them with guys who are at least close to as good or even better in some cases. Uh, different though, like what Rondo brings is different than what Schroeder b- brings. I think most people consider Schroeder a better player, but. He wasn't better than than playoff Rondo, right? That like yeah. Rondo that scored thirty points a game, or not thirty points a game, but had that thirty point game there. Um, that's a better player. Uh, Marcus All is was ready to go back to Spain and retire. He's not the Marcus All of two years ago. Maybe definitely not the Marcus All of five years ago. But they're, maybe they're asking him to play like nine minutes a game. And I, I I do like I do like that he's going there because of. Uh, just how much like Pow has seems to have a connection to the Lakers, and so it's kind of cool to have him there too. Get the legacy alive. Yeah. Um, then Wes Matthews was a, a solid piece for the Bucks last year. I don't know how much that means, and he's going to be the guy replacing Danny Green and Avery Bradley, just a guy who play play a little bit of defense, shoot some, shoot some threes. Um, not a bad pickup, but I don't. I don't know that the Lakers got better, but they didn't get noticeably worse. So well, I hope not. Yeah, so that's. I think a lot of people are saying like how much they won the off season here. Um, I think you're underrating the contributions of guys like uh, Dwight Howard and Javale McGee. Um, but yeah, the big the big piece I think was Harrell, six man of the year last year, almost twenty points a game, just a big name because of everything that happened with him last year with the, um, and how good he's been for the Clippers the last two years, and then how horrible he was uh, in the return to 
basketball. Uh, as, as a Clippers fan, I didn't expect him back. I didn't want him back. I think maybe we wanted to see if we can sign and trade him and get something back for him. Uh, but it does seem like he's throwing it in our face signing with the Lakers. Yeah. But there, there is there is a sadness there because there is there is something that's fun about him when he's on, when he's just dunking on people and screaming. Um, I know you were always a, a little afraid of it, but um, I'm sure you'll get to see. Uh, I wasn't as afraid of him. I was mostly just DeAndre Jordan scared the shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I always I, thought he kind of looked like a lesbian, though. <laughs> there, yeah, there, <laughs> I don't know why? Just there he is, has big hair or something. There is. They keep sh- they keep showing this picture, um, like on clip on Clipper stuff, where it's him and LeBron like laughing, and he's wearing this like suit with glasses. And I can sign, kind of see that, but uh, th- that's the uh, yeah, the weird story. Hair. That's the weird story here with him. Is that he is signed to Clutch Sports? That's uh, the uh, the agency that LeBron's with, that Anthony Davis is with, that KCP's with, run by LeBron's friend. And there's a little little fishy stuff going on with with that. Um, and it was rumored that uh, all the leaks about the Clippers' chemistry issues were coming from him. Oh, uh, seems pretty likely. Seems like he was the locker room issue. Is he your uh, new uh, arch nemesis? No, I'm not. It doesn't go that far, but uh, I, he is not uh, welcome in Clipperland anymore. I think he was the one saying, you know, putting out the stories that uh, everyone hates Paul George. When it's like, I think no, I think you hate Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so uh, on the other side, what did the Clippers do uh, on draft night? They traded Landry Shamit for Luke Kennard, which could be an upgrade. Luke Kennard played at Duke. He was. He was good enough to get drafted one spot ahead of Donovan Mitchell. So uh, the Pistons, I'm sure, hate themselves for making that pick. Um, but at one point, he was thought to be better than him. He had a, a solid Duke career. He can shoot because he's a white guy from Duke. So that's like a prerequisite. Uh, and he's a pretty good passer and ball handler. I think he can do more than Shamit. Uh, I am sad to see Shamit go. But I think they I think they found an upgrade here. Yeah, I think um, Shamit could have been something better, but I don't think he's going to get there, at least not on this team. Yeah, and he's going to uh, Brooklyn to play with KD, so um, that's always nice. You play with a guy like that who's that good, you're going to be open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, aside from losing Harrell, the Clippers also lost Jermichael Green, who was pretty good for them. He went to Denver. But I think the big move is then they brought in uh, Serge Ibaka, so um, who's really good. Played a lot of big playoff games over his career with uh, the Thunder at first, and then winning that title with Toronto with Kawhi. So it kind of seems like a this is a Kawhi move. He's bringing in a guy that he knows and uh, played with, and his I friends like that with. Guy. For some reason, he seems like one of the like the dads that still plays in the NBA. Like that guy's just bigger. He seems like he's for some reason, like I'm pretty sure I saw him play when I was nine years old. He was on like with Alonzo morning or something. I have no idea why, <laughs> but no, he's not that old, but he's been around for, I know he's least, like 34 or something. I think he's 31. He just, yeah. he was one of those guys who started when he was 18. Cause he's from, um, I think he's from Congo and then to Spain. Um, but just been around for a long time and, and i mean his name is Serge. it's pretty dope yeah I, he just he's a he's a, a real tough guy i think um i think he punched blake griffin in the balls once though you did so, that i think everyone did at one point but uh speaking of blake griffin he has a new teammate coming uh now i'm gonna get into the other signings yeah uh, jeremy grant of the nuggets going to detroit uh, kind of a strange move, like the team sucks and this is not going to make the difference, uh, especially because they're, uh, their best player last year, Christian Wood, they uh, moved to the Rockets in a sign and trade. Uh, so that's a big move for the Rockets, kind of underrated. No one really talks about Christian Wood that much because the team sucked, but that guy came out of nowhere to be pretty good. Um, the Rockets needed a good big man because um, they don't have any. <laughs> Uh, so essentially, the Rockets, how that wound up is they traded, basically got uh, Christian Wood for Robert Covington. So the Rockets will still be there. They're going to annoy the hell out of teams because they'll they'll be okay. I don't think they're a contender, but they're still going to be 
pretty good. Harden might be an asshole, but he'll put a point still. Uh, so that was kind of a, a, a good move for the Rockets. Uh, for the Pistons, I don't know what they're doing. Jeremy Grant is he can't he can't shoot. He might be a good defender, but he can't shoot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another big move, uh, Gordon Hayward opted out of thirty-five million with the Celtics, which seemed Not like a surprise because like this guy's always hurt. Like, what yeah. are you going to get? He might be cursed there. Well, Michael Jordan believes in him, so he's getting. Uh, Thirty million a year for four years uh, from the Hornets. So uh, I don't know. Gordon Hayward's still pretty young, and at his best, he was a really, really good player. And he seems like a guy who should be from like North Carolina. Uh, um, he's, I think, he's right there from Massachusetts. He looks like the lead singer of Walk the Moon, who's also yeah. from there. And I mean, his name's Gordon. I don't know. I think he like was born like forty-one years old. He's from Indiana, but like it seems like he. It just, he seems like one of those guys from like one of those North Carolina schools. I think it'll make sense in Charlotte. Uh, again, it's a situation. Why are you bringing in a, a guy like a big, a big money free agent when your team isn't good? Uh, but the Hornets, they got, they got LaMelo Ball. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that team, but I'm, I want to see it. I want to yeah. see LaMelo Ball chuck a 40 foot three and then just have like one of their veterans just like throw him away. Just be like, you're done for the night. Just like carry him and put him into the locker, like in a locker in the locker room. Just be like, you can't do that. Sorry. Like uh, Trevor Ariza did to Trey Young when, and by the way, I think I said this last week and I wasn't sure what it was called. It's nutmegging where you dribble the ball through their legs. Oh, okay. Nutmegging. Well, if you want to talk about Trey Young, uh, do you want to talk about his new teammates? Yeah, let's do it. He's getting a lot of new teammates. Um, they signed Bogdanovich, who was supposed to go to the Milwaukee, but that trade fell apart. Um, the Kings still have an opportunity to match it. I think time's running out on that, and I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, the Hawks also bring in another European, Danilo Gallinari, going to the Hawks. Woo. Uh, he's he's a pretty good player. Yeah. Uh, and then they also are bringing in Rajon Rondo and Chris Dunn, both point guards. So when your best player is a point guard... You definitely want to bring in two backup point guards as well. That seems like a, a key. Um, I don't really know what they're doing there, but the Hawks have a ton of guys now because they, they had a young team going into this, but uh, it's like they just need like four of them to be good. But remember that DeAndre Hunter was a top five pick last year. John Collins is good. Uh, Clint Capella they have who didn't he didn't play last year for him, but they have him. Uh, Kevin Herter, a, a nice white guy. Uh, Cam Reddish. They have all those guys already, and now they're bringing in these four guys. Um, it's a recipe, baby. You gotta, you gotta, you know, put in all the pieces, even the the onions that I don't like, and yeah. uh, that makes the actual entree. And if one of them doesn't work out, you could maybe you could flip it, right? Exactly. But I, it's it's the right move because um, when you have a young team and everyone's cheap, then that's the right time to just spend money ridiculously because. You know, a year from now, they're just going to extend Trey Young, uh, give him a bunch of money, because um, that's that's how it just works. Because um, I mean, if you want, just want to go over that right now, that also happened. All the all these young guys got big money deals: Donovan Mitchell, um, Brandon Ingram, uh, Jason Tatum. They all got like close to two hundred million dollar extensions. Huh. Uh, it's it's insane to think about, but that's that's the rate now. I'm still not sold on Tatum. I don't know why. I just Need to see more out of him. I keep hearing when I watch those games in the East, oh, this guy's just going to be so amazing. Once he hits puberty, he'll be just phenomenal. And I don't know. He's okay. Well, he and has some really like, uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason is they're both they both have unique talents. I mean, they're East really... Coast good. Yeah, none of them are LeBron yet. None of them are even Kawhi, not or Giannis or Harden, but. Both of them are great defenders already at a young age. They're good on JV. Yeah. And I mean, with Tatum, Tatum's had some huge games where he's leading his team with like 40 points, but then we'll just disappear the next game. He's he's not ready to be a top five guy yet, but I think I think the hope is that over the life of this next contract, he will be. Yeah. I mean, he's still a young guy. Both of those guys are still young, so maybe I just don't see it yet. Yeah. Well, I think... You got to see it 
quick. If it's not going to happen this year, if neither of those guys are like, then it's not going to happen. I think I'm honestly still shell-shocked from Bynum. All we ever heard is this guy's just going to be the next Magic Johnson if he wants to be. This guy's going to be the greatest to ever dribble a ball. And like, I think he works at Coles now. He was uh, very good for two years. And then it was like, I don't need to do this anymore. It was a very Um, big letdown. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he won one championship with him at least. So I don't care. All right, so here are some of the uh, big-name free agents who did not switch teams but signed uh, big deals to return. Uh, Fred Van Vliet going back to the Raptors. I think it's kind of his team now. Yeah, he's Mr. Canada. Yeah, I think I saw it's the largest deal ever for an undrafted player. For the shortest guy, too. Yeah, uh, That's yeah, good for him. Uh, Davis Bertans going back to Washington, one of the best shooters in the game. Uh, Joe Harris, also a great shooter, going back to Brooklyn. Uh, Clippers re-signed Marcus Morris. This is a a source of comedy for a lot of Lakers fans. If you don't know, the Morris brothers um, are like um, family socialists, I guess. They split all their money. They put all their paychecks into one uh, communal bank account. Are they dating or something? What's going on? Brothers, they're twins. They, They live their whole lives together. They still so bunk beds. <laughs> so Marcus Morris is going to get paid sixteen million a year for the Clippers the next four years. Uh, Markeef is going to make the league minimum from the Lakers. Well, then so from, him, from his point of view, yeah, I want to split this. So uh, earlier in their careers, though, Markeef made more money, so it's just all getting paid back. But uh, if you look at it from a Lakers Clippers perspective, uh, the Lakers have to pay their guy league minimum, while the Clippers have to pay their guy sixteen million. Uh, but the reason is because Marcus Morris is a more valuable player at this point. That. This is what the rate was, so I don't I don't hate that deal. I think it's fine. I, I like him. I like that he's an asshole. I like having assholes on your team when they're on your team. Yeah. So that's when he good. went out there for the Lakers, if that ball got to him within three seconds, he was firing it up or passing it back, and he wanted that ball back because he if he had an open look, he was shooting it. That's why he was out there. That's why coach put him out there. You got beef. Go talk to the coach. I'm out here to shoot. That's what he was yeah. saying to his teammates. Uh, those guys are fun. And and the Lakers, they had too many of those guys last year. I mean, it still worked. But um, I think they made the right move in bringing Keith back over like JR or one of those other idiots. So, mm-hmm. And as I said before, they also uh, extended KCP. Uh, he's been a loyal player for them. And they rewarded him with a, a nice extension. And then uh, Malik Beasley is returning to Minnesota. Uh, they have they have a number of pieces there. That team was pretty bad, but they got the number one pick, and they're retaining their pieces. And then uh, Dario Saric is staying with Phoenix. So uh, I don't know how in demand he was, but he's not going anywhere. So that's kind of the off season in review so far. Yeah, it's been exciting, and I mean the fact that it's you know a couple weeks away, basically we're going to be watching these guys play. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I think I saw Utah is going to allow 1500 fans in. So there's that kind of weird stuff. The Raptors are playing in Tampa. I think I saw, uh, or Nashville. I forgot what it was, but they're playing. They're not playing in Toronto because no cross country travel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's funny really quick about, Van Fleet and uh, Toronto. He's the kind of guy that if you are playing in a pickup game at the gym, you're like, oh, I'll guard this little guy. Like I could, I could stay with him. He's short, but my arm is longer than four of his steps. And you just, just sizing him up with, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, I got this. I'm sure that's what's happened to him his whole life. It's like, do you think? he can continue to play at the caliber he was playing last season. I think he's just way stronger than you think. Cause he is small, but just like, just look at him. He's like, he's a little stocky. Oh, he is. So that, yeah. He doesn't look like a, like a phenomenal athlete by any means. So, but I mean, that's, that's what gets underrated. And you're like, yeah, I can handle him, but he, he'll exhaust you. He, he's big. I don't know me for instance. And I mean, God, I miss playing basketball. I remember at the gym, just pick up ball. I guarded a kid who was, you know, 
I'm 6'3". This kid was probably 5'10", point guard. And his whole move is, I'm going to penetrate, I'm going to float, and I'm going to luckily bail out with a pass to somebody if I don't shoot a floater. And he would go past me immediately. But then he would try and go for the layup. And you know who catches up? Father Time, that's me. I'm going to swat the... I had at least like five blocks on this kid in one game. Well, I think that's where Van Vliet uh, succeeds, is that because he's so... Uh, big and strong, like from not a height perspective, but uh, you think you're going to be able to block him, but then like somehow you didn't get all the way around or his, you know, his ass gets in the way, knocks you a little bit <laughs> off and, and people know how to use their body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference that he's playing in the NBA and myself and the other little guard are not, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. I look forward to watching the season. Are you going to watch any Detroit Pistons this year? I mean, if it's on, yeah, they've got a uh, a American French point guard, Killian Hayes. So it's a cool name. Spelled with a it C is cool. or a K? It is a K. Okay, that is a cool name. I'm excited. Hmm. Six foot five, 192. That's pretty big. It's pretty thin. <laughs> is it yeah. Tayshawn Prince's son? Um, his name's Hayes, so no. Kind of changed it for the stage name, you know? Didn't want to be in the uh, skinny shadow of his dad. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, his dad, and so his dad is an American who then played in France, professional ball in France, and that's why he's a French-American. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah, I think Tony Parker is his best friend already. It's got to be. Yeah. Anything else to add to the uh, sports talk before we wrap this one up? No, we covered it all. It was a good one. We haven't had one near an hour and I don't know how long, but we had a, a lot to get to. And I imagine the uh, you know foreseeable future, they could be a little more uh, lengthy. Yeah, I mean, we're getting we'll have more sports going on. Yeah. Well, uh, that'll wrap us up. You've been listening to episode 194 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road. Nitro Beer Andy. Thank you. See you later.